Big talk conversations, everybody with it. Podcast every week, I know you see the vision. Not stress, baby, we live What's going on, we everybody? You're here with vision. another episode of Big Talk with Leezy with your host, Leezy the Gifted. Today's topic, I got to give a humongous shout out to my brother, Keith Datu. I was like, I had to, had to call Keith this morning. I was like, yo, I got to be honest with you, bro. I'm trying to record my podcast and I have no idea what I want to talk about. Can you give me can you give me some ideas? He's like, "Yeah, for sure, bro." And he actually asked me a pretty good question. Um, you know, he, I'll just be honest. He this is what he asked. And and I don't want you to turn this off right away if you don't think the question pertains to you because it will. So listen. He asked, "How do you how do I feel?" about purchasing beats on YouTube rather than spending the time to make your own beats. Now, wait, if you're not a musician, if you're not an artist, if you're not into music production, that's okay. Stay with me for this podcast. I'm going to compare this topic to how it can relate to you, even if you're not an artist or a musician or if you're not doing anything related to any of that type of stuff. So, So bear with me, even if you think that this has nothing to do with you. Okay, so so I'll start just by answering the question and then I'm going to relate that to life outside of music, okay? So here's how this works, right? When you're trying to make songs and you're a songwriter or a singer or whatever, you need background music, right? You need beats. And so the best, easiest way to get started, you go on YouTube and you type something like uh, sad piano type beat or happy pop chance the rapper type beat or something like that whatever something to get you going and uh you look at beats and like you go obviously everyone does this you go a youtube to mp3 kind of thing where you can just copy the link of the youtube video paste it in there you download the mp3 you upload it to logic pro or GarageBand. you record you make a song okay there's no secret that's how people do it that's how everybody makes songs when they don't make beats that's what you do Obviously, until you get yourself an original producer buddy or you do it yourself, right? And my boy's asking, like, how do I feel about doing or or rather purchasing beats, which you can go on YouTube, you find a producer you like, and you go, you know, I want to buy this beat. So I'm going to go to their website or whatever and buy it for like whatever, 20, 30, 40, whatever, however many dollars they charge. And then you buy the beat, now you have certain rights to the beat. So if you download it off YouTube for free, you're pretty much, not pretty much, you're stealing the beat. Um, which, by the way, I completely condone. I don't care. Like, I am I produce music myself, um, and I don't upload beats to YouTube for that reason because I think people are going to steal it. And plus, like, I have other ways of structuring my music production business, but that's neither here nor there. So you can either buy the beat on YouTube or steal it, or you could produce your own music, which takes hella long, right? It takes a long time to learn how to play the piano or just learn about what it takes. In all honesty, I started from ground zero, no music theory, no music training at all. And and I would say that it took me, I would say it took me over a year I'd probably say it took me 18 months, so a year and a half, uh, to start producing music that I thought was good, that I actually liked. All the stuff I did before that, 
I didn't like it. And I never, I don't think I put any of it out. So it takes a long time, right? And it costs money. You've got to buy speakers. That costed me, I think the speakers costed me $300 total. Um, you know, I had to buy a keyboard that costed me 150. Obviously you need a laptop. There's just a lot of stuff, right? You need a laptop, microphone, um, audio interface. There's tons of material. In fact, all in all, it's going to cost you, man. I mean, if you include the computer, the computer costs about 1500 bucks for a Mac. I mean, if you include all of it, it's, it's going to cost you upwards, man, it's going to cost at least $2,000 if you don't have a computer. Now, if you've got a computer, if you can get your hands on one, it won't cost as much, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. Um, but, you know, the way I look at it is let's say you want to buy a beat, right? If you want to do it the right way. If you want to put songs on Apple Music or Spotify and whatever and like put it out there, yeah, you got to buy beats. Like you can't steal a beat on YouTube and then try and upload it to Spotify. Like you're going to get caught up. Your song will get taken off. You might get sued. Who knows? Now you can upload whatever to SoundCloud. That doesn't matter. But if you want it to be everywhere, you need to put it up and get it the right way. So let's say you want to buy a beat and at minimum it's 20 bucks to buy a beat. That's like minimum, 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 right? That's the lowest quality you'll get. It's the littlest amount of downloads that you're allowed to have like 20 bucks, right? Let's say that you want to put out, I mean, if you want to be really a self-sufficient artist or not self-sufficient, this isn't a self-sufficient route, but if you want to be an artist that puts out music on a frequent basis, you know, my opinion is you've got to put out more than one song per month. In fact, really the best way to do it would probably be a song a week, which is four songs a month, which is 48 songs a year, right? Let, let's No, I'm so stupid. A song a week. Yeah, I mean, it. but a song a week is probably going to be, it's going to be 52 songs in a year. <laughs> so let, let's say you want to do that. I mean, that's going to cost you $1,040 because it's 20 times 52. Let's say you want to just do two songs a month, right? So 50, 52 is 26. So 26 weeks, 26 divided, uh, times 20. So let's say that that'd be $520 in a year. Now you also got to include the mixing and mastering, which like, if you don't know how to do that yourself, that costs like even more than that, all right? I don't want to get too off. Now I'm getting too deep into it. The point of it is when you lean on other people for something, it actually, it might help you really in the quick short run, but in the long run, if you really want to build something, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. Now that's where the life lesson really comes in, right? This is where it has nothing to do with, this has nothing to do with music. Right. I have a friend. I have a friend who, um, you know, honestly, I don't think he'd mind me talking about this. I have a friend who is a basketball trainer. OK. And he has to pay to rent out gyms. He has to pay for gym time. So he's a basketball trainer. He trains little kids, but he can only train them when he pays to rent out a gym. Now, short term, it works. 
But long term, he's already been telling me it's really difficult for him to expand his business because he has to always rent out gym time. If he owned a gym, now, in the, in the short term, paying to build a gym would cost a hell of money. A lot. But in the long run, the five to ten years, it's a way smarter investment for him to pay f- to make his own gym because once he does that, he can he can um, he can have gym time for free for the rest of his life. Further, he could even hire to have trainers. Now that now he has trainers who he gets commission off them. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, right? Um, you know, f- you know, for me, right? I'm a musician and I want to always be putting out music, but it's hard to put out music that you fully own and not produce it. So like for me, when I was only writing lyrics and recording, I had no chance of being able to afford to consistently put out music. Cause if you, if you, if you put in the cost of the beats and the mixing and mastering, Mixing and mastering, for those of you who don't know, mixing and mastering is like you have your like beat and you've got all your vocals and now you want to make it all sound like quality and professional because you can't just record your voice and have it sound good. You need to like polish it up and do a bunch of like audio engineering stuff. That costs way more money than the beats. I personally charge $130 as of the recording of this that might go up. But for one song, mix and master, I charge people $130 per song. And a lot of people charge more than that. Like really, 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 really top-notch professional people who are higher level than me, they charge like $200 a song. So if you want to put out 26 songs, you can go – like 26 songs would mean that you do uh, two songs a month. So 26 times 200. Let's just do my rate, 26. Let's do 26 times 130. That's $3,380 just for the mixing and mastering. So – Point is, like, all the money that you spend for the equipment is going to, like, you're going to buy all of it. You're going to save up hella money. You're going to spend three, dollars $4,000 for your laptop, speakers, all the equipment you need, and then guess what? And it's going to take you one year or 18 months to learn how to actually do everything. But then guess what? You never have to pay people for music again. You can put out music for the rest of your life. How does this relate to other people? If whatever, in whatever you're doing, you should be figuring out how to be self-sufficient. You need to figure out how to be self-sufficient. So if you're a basketball trainer, if you're an entrepreneur, if you, whatever it is, you need to be able to figure out how to not rely on other people, right? And, and, and there's a lot of gray area there because, because you also want to learn how to outsource things, but at the same time, you want to have that understanding of what it is you want to outsource enough to the point where like, so for me, like I know exactly what mixing and mastering is. I, I'm, I know how to do it, right? I'm a professional. I know how to make beats. So when it gets to the point where I have enough money to outsource that stuff, I honestly, I probably won't ever outsource that stuff. But when I have the money to do that, I'll have enough understanding and I'll have done it for long enough. Honestly, though, I probably won't ever outsource any of my music production because I just love doing it so much myself. And I think like there's a lot of pride in it. Right. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned from what I did from talking about uh, being self-sufficient. Right. Like I said, like if I ever have like like I have a song coming out 
with um, my homie Melvin and my homie uh, Gabe. And Gabe made the beat. And he obviously, like, we're using it for free, no purchasing or exclusive, whatever. He made it, and he's like, no, this is for my friends. It's all good. So, like, it's a cool situation to where, like, now, like, my homie makes beats, and, like, I get to use them for free, and I obviously do all the mixing and mastering, right? And we we all own ownership of that song. I don't personally fully own the rights to the entire song, but I, 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 I didn't have to spend any money because my homie made it. So there's that too, where like you can have that inner circle of people where you've taught them something. Like I taught my friend how to make beats. Like I taught Gabe how to make beats. I showed him ways to start making beats. Now he does it and I get to benefit from it, right? So that's what happens when you start learning new skills. You can teach other people and then benefit from them, right? Gabe and I never will pay each other to produce music for each other. We have it for free because we're boys and we've taught each other stuff and that's just what we do. We're in each other's inner circle. So be self be self-sufficient, purchase the materials you need to be successful. You know what, who, who's always taught me that? My dad, my dad always says, Lee, if your microphone doesn't work, go buy a new microphone. Don't work with a broken mic. You know, I've been having a problem with my, uh, my backup hard drive, right? A lot of people have backup hard drives where you plug it into your computer. It backs up your computer. So, you know, in case your computer crashes or you're an idiot and you spill water on your computer and your computer doesn't work, it's okay because you have that all backed up on an external hard drive. Well, I had a problem where my external hard drive stopped working, right? And and I kept trying to figure out ways to transfer the data and this, that, and the other. My dad goes, Lee, go buy a new one. I know, I know you feel like you don't have the money, but go buy a new one because you're a professional and it's, and, it's a, and it's a crucial required resource that you need. You need a backup hard drive. So we went to Costco. He showed me which one was the best one. I got a two terabyte, right? Is it two terabyte? Take a look at this damn. Yep, two terabytes. Two terabyte external hard drive is four of my computers. My computer is half a terabyte. So four of my computers, 80 bucks, and I bought it. And I was like, man, I should have bought that earlier. You need headphones, right? There's just certain things you're going to need. The other lesson that you can learn is you're learning skills that'll create opportunities for you later on and make money for you later on, right? As a rapper, it's really difficult to see how you can make money. Performing, selling merchandise, doing you know, later down the road, you can do brand deals and get sponsorships and all this stuff. But it's hard to figure out like, well, what, like, cause this is the way business works. Business works. Hold on. I need to get a sip of water. I'm going ham right now. This is the way that business works. You have, as a business owner, you have something of value. You provide value to people who need it. And you get paid money for it. It's either a product or a service. Right? Or your time or something like that. As a rapper, what... It's... It's... Not just a rapper. Musician. Music. What... It's hard to figure out what is that value that you add. Just... We're just talking about raw... Objective... Black and white... Business. What value do you add to the market as a musician? 
right? You you don't really. You don't really. Right? And it's it's what you and now I'm coming from the place of a musician. To answer the question, I would say it's completely about differentiation. Find people who like your music, find people who want more of your music, and then give them that. You have to you're literally carving out a a place of people who want you. That that's what it is to be a musician. They want you. That's a very by the way, building that, that's very powerful, right? That's very powerful because now you have full access. Like nobody can take away you. People who love Kanye love Kanye West. Him. There's nobody who can buy that. It's it, it, I mean, you might hear him say differently about feeling like a slave in the industry, but the point of it is like people love Kanye West, that's a brand. Beyonce, the word, the name, the entity, Beyonce. Drake, Jay-Z. Those are words that are that they control. They control who they are. Right? Does this make sense? As an artist and a musician, that's what you're doing. You're carving out this little space in the marketplace of people who want you. That that's exactly what it is you're doing. And as a and that's good. That's cool. Like that's what you're doing. But when you're when you become a producer. Now I became a producer. Make beats, mix and master. Now I'm going after people who like my music and that's by the way, you could think of that as business to consumer. When you're an artist and you're providing your fans with music, that's business to consumer, B to C. But when you're a producer providing music production to artists, that's B to B. That's kind of, you could think of that relationship as business to business. There's a very clear demand. There's a very clear demand of what it is that you're doing. People need beats. People need mixing and mastering. You're providing that value to them in exchange for money. It's really cut and dry. That's clear. And that's another reason that I wanted to learn the skills to become a producer because I knew that it would create other opportunities and here that that would create money flow for me. But here's the opportunity that it provided. Because I'm a producer, because I'm thinking I want to create a music production business, because I want to be an entrepreneur as a music producer, guess what? It opened up my eyes to try to go down that route and I got in touch with this big time producer named The Legion, Gabe Schillinger. And I purchased a very affordable coaching program from him. I learned now how to build the business from him. And, and he's expanded that. Now it's a bigger network of producers who are all learning from him. And now we get access to each other on how to build a music production business. He partnered up with a guy named Anno Domini. And both of them combined have sold over a million dollars worth of beats in music production. And they are teaching us producers how to do it. Now, if I was a rapper, I would never have opened up to that. I would never have ever thought to get access to that. Why? Because I'm just a rapper. I'm not a producer. But as a producer, because I opened up my mind, because I wanted to expand and be self-sufficient, 
I got access to a producer, Gabe, Gabe Schillinger, who's made over six figures, who makes over six figures a year. Being a music producer, and Anno Domini's the same. Like, you got to understand something. That, you might think, well, you're, well, Lee, you're, aren't you trying to be like this rapper? Like, how is that going to help you as a rapper? Dude, here's the route. Make money as a music producer in the form of six figures. Build a, listen to this, listen to this. Build a six-figure music production income stream. Six-figure. By the way, six figures is live on my own, afford to pay rent, have a car that works. Now, I'm not settling for less. I'm just painting the picture for you. This is what happens. This is the route I'm going on because I chose to be self-sufficient. Listen, this is six figures. This is my goal for this income stream is to make it. My first goal is to go a thousand, one thousand dollars a month, and then two thousand dollars a month, and then five thousand dollars a month, then ten thousand dollars a month, then twenty thousand dollars a month, and then the sky's the limit after that. Then thirty thousand dollars a month. Here's my point, though. Let's talk. I'm very fixated on the ten thousand dollar a month because that's you're in. $120,000 a year. This is, that's very good money. Listen to me. Six figures, building a music production business, while at the same time, pumping out tons of free content, kind of like this one. My weekly podcast, weekly YouTube videos, bi-monthly songs, two songs a month that I fully produce. That's a lot of content. That's really good amounts of content. Right. And of course, posting on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, you know, this, that and the other. Right. But the income stream is $10,000 a month. I take that $10,000 a month. I live below my means. I'm paying rent. I have a car that works. I'm not going to go hungry. Right. I'm living. I'm, I'm actually I'm not just I'm living and saving like I'm at a really good spot. And I take a I take a bit of that money and put it into promoting myself as a rapper, promoting my personal brand. So all the stuff we were talking about as a rapper, you could get brand deals, sell merchandise, all that stuff. I'm taking money and investing money into that. So while I've got my content strategy completely down pat, I'm actually pumping money into it too. And it comes right, that's the route, by the way, that's the route I'm going on. Like that's my trajectory and that's not, that's not like, oh, that sounds great. Or, oh, that's, I'm not telling you I'm going to make $10 million next year. I'm not telling you I'm going to be a billionaire in two years, three years. That's not at all what I'm, that's way out of there. That's, to me, to be a billionaire in a year, that's not going to happen. That's unrealistic. That's like way too high. To make $10 million next year, that's too high. Honestly, even a million dollars next year, probably not going to happen. Probably not a million dollars next year. A million dollars is in my future, probably not in 2020. That's okay. That's 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 not bad. That's not a horrible thing. I don't feel like I'm killing my dreams saying that. But listen, $10,000 a month, $20,000 a month, $500,000 per year at, at some point in like three years, that's the trajectory I'm on. How do I know that? Because I have the right business coaching. I'm being coached by two producers who make well over six figures as producers. 
And what does it all come back to? How do I feel about purchasing beats on YouTube rather than spending the time to make my own beats? This is how I feel about it. You look at the trajectory as a rapper. I, I was a rapper for seven years before I decided to be a producer. For those seven years, it was the light at the end of the tunnel was really difficult to see and it was super, super, super far away. But now, for the last, yeah, I'm at two years now. For the last two years, I've been producing music and the light at the end of the tunnel is way closer than I than than the first one. That light at the end of the tunnel. Where I the light at the end of the tunnel is make enough money to live on my own, have a car that works, and never go hungry. By the way, let, let me just be very clear. I want to make $10 million a year. So that light at the end of the tunnel is cracking through that point where I'm, where I'm able to expand with, you, does that make, you know, that makes sense. I know that makes sense. And it all comes back to that tiny question. The moral of this entire podcast, invest in yourself rather than relying on other people. It's okay. It's the right thing to do to build a team. It's the right thing to do to collaborate. It's a good idea to not take on every single responsibility. But at the same time, I've talked about this in earlier podcasts, you need to do as much as you can by yourself. You need to max out what you can do. You have to do that. You have to max out what you can do. You have to. You have to. And little decisions that you make make a ginormous difference in your future. Like I'm start like if you're a rapper or I was a rapper and I'm on YouTube and I'm and I'm taking off. I did this for seven years. I'm either taking beats off YouTube, then I started working with producers in person and tiny decisions. Like, am I gonna go on YouTube to download a beat? Or am I going to go on YouTube and type in, how do I produce my own music? Those tiny decisions make a ginormous difference in your future. For the last two years, I've been growing my fan base so much faster than the first seven years. In two years, I've grown my fan base faster than the first seven years combined. And it's because I can produce my own music and I put out music so frequently that people are able to really enjoy my music. On a frequent basis. My fan look, I saw I got an email from Spotify yesterday that in the month of January, March, April, May, was it in the month of or yeah, in the month of June, I had 83 fans in just the month of June. And it and, and that's like 30 or 33 percent higher than the month before. Now, 83 fans, that's not that many people. That's not enough to make a living. But guess what? It's 30% more than the month before that. Why? Because I'm constantly putting out music. It's called growth. And I'm not afraid and I'm not ashamed to say where I'm at currently. I'm not going to sit here and try to be somebody who rents out a Mercedes and a Lamborghini for his intro video to make it look like I'm something that I'm not. I, I don't, I'm not ashamed of where I'm at. I don't care because everybody has started here. J. Cole started here. Russ started here. Every single person that's made it big started exactly where I'm at. 
and where you're at. And if you're ashamed for one second about where you're at or you're going to diss me for not keeping up with the Joneses, you've got a problem. You have got a huge problem. You need if if you for one second look at me and think, geez, Lee's not really do- only 83 fans. Wow, like that's not that many. You have a huge problem with your life. If you really truly don't understand, you've got a problem. You should look at me as inspiration to go after something you want to go after. Don't look at me as, damn, is this the the ceiling? I'm barely, I'm just leaving the, I'm not even leaving the ground floor yet. I've barely scratched the surface. I've been in this shit for eight years. I have not even scratched the surface of where I'm going to be. I mean, do you understand that? I have not scratched the surface. I've been in this shit for eight years. I've been doing this since 2011. This is, this is barely the beginning for me. I've been writing lyrics for 11 years. This should inspire you. That after 11, it sounds weird, that after 11 years, I still haven't made a living off music. Really, when I first started writing lyrics, I wasn't taking music seriously. So let's just say from 2011 till now. Eight years, and I've not made a living on music. That should inspire you. And I know you're going to think, why should that inspire me? Why would that inspire me? Because that's what the, that's what it takes. That's exactly what it takes. Talk to my boss. Talk to my coach, Frank Alaco Jr. He told me this too, and I already agreed with him. He said, if you want to really make money and make a business, don't, don't, don't expect to see a dime for eight years. Don't expect to make a dime for eight years. He's been he's been running his program for over 10 years and he's starting to, he sees money but it's been over 10 years. He's like in the first 8 years I barely made any money. I had to teach. I had to be a teacher still. Like a lot of people don't want to do this. A lot of people don't want to be in this. This entrepreneurial grind, this I want to be something of myself. I really want to make it. They don't you don't want to do that. Not everyone's ready for that. Not everybody's cut out to, 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 I like the keeping up with the Joneses phrase. That means, that means like, okay, like if everyone's going out to the club on Friday nights, you go out to the club. If everyone's buying a new watch, a new car, going on these vacations, you do all that stuff. I don't keep up with the Joneses. Everybody my age graduates college and either gets a job where they can pay to go out to the bars and drink, or they go on this trip to Europe and pay for it and put all their money into traveling or buy a new car or they don't even, by the way, buy the car. They lease the car. Let's get that straight. People have these new nice little cars and they're not even owning them. They're leasing them. Why? Because they want to look like they graduated college and know what they're doing. (laughs) People graduate college. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, but they have to get a job and get money and act like they're keeping up with the Joneses. Because they don't want to, they don't want people to look at them and go, wow, they have no idea what they're doing. I don't give a shit what people think. I'm not keeping up with the Joneses. I'm still living with my mom and dad in my garage. I go through turmoil all the time because of that. You know what I mean? I go through shit all the time. But I don't care about keeping up with the Joneses. I don't care. All I care about 
is is the living the exact life that I want to live, owning my own business, being the MF CEO of my life. That's it. This this is big talk. Look at these little decisions in your life. These tiny tiny decisions. Those are what make the big path to your future. Hmm. Do I want to Do I want to shoot 200 shots today or do I want to go to the pool? Do I want to go on a family vacation this this week or do I want to stay home and go to practice? Think about that stuff. That's the stuff that, you know, I wish my players thought of. I wish our players in our program thought of that stuff. Sometimes I don't think they all think of that. Here's how this works, kids. Big Talk Nation. If you want something, you have to do what it takes to get it. And I know that's hella corny and I hate being cheesy and corny and and all that, but the simple the simple fact of the matter is if you want to be a better basketball player, if you want more playing time, if you want coaches to like you, then don't go on family vacations. Sorry. Then don't forget your jersey at home. Then don't lose drills. Like I talked to, I talked to one of my players about one of my homies, uh, one of my players in Reno, we lost a game, man, tough loss. And I just talked to him and, and I was, you know, I was asking him, how are you, you know, he asked me, how, how should I keep working on my game? Like, what should I be doing? And I was like, honestly, man, like you hustle this kid. I love this kid and he hustles hard and he plays hard. He's not all the way offensive skilled though. I said, look, you hustle very hard. You put a lot of effort. You've gotten a lot better over the last year. And you're very coachable. But you don't score the ball a lot. You're not a good scorer. You're not offensively, you're not very, like, skilled offensively. So I suggest you shoot all the time. And I told him, and I talked to his dad then, too. And I said, you you should buy a shooting gun membership at the Ultimate Fieldhouse. Right? At the Ultimate Fieldhouse... I don't know the exact rates, but it's like it's like something like $475 and you get to go on these shooting guns unlimited for a year. Go whenever you want, however long you want. $475 is a steal for that. And I told this kid, I said, I'm not going to pressure you, but the summer is coming up. Why don't you sell lemonade? Why don't you make a lemonade stand? Why don't you go to garage sales and pick up people's junk and resell it? Why don't you go on Craigslist on the free? I felt like Gary Vaynerchuk, right? I took all this from him. Why don't you go on Craigslist free section, pick up people's crap and resell it? You make pure profit. Why don't you save up your money? Why don't you mow people's lawns? Why don't you save up your money to buy yourself a shooting gun membership? So that eighth grade going into ninth grade, you're able to get up shots. Do you want to be better or do you want to be the same? Like if you're a rapper and you want to make it big, like 
well, why wouldn't you produce your own music? I, I, I don't get it. Like I talk to rappers all the time who just tell me, oh, I just, it's not really for me. Why? Why is it not for you? I don't get that. How could you see me? How could you look at what I'm doing and possibly think that producing music isn't for you? How could you look at Russ, who's fully platinum, and and think that producing music is not for you? I don't get it. I don't get it. So, Big Talk Nation, with that being said, if you want something, like if you really want to accomplish something, if you want to see a brighter future for yourself, then you got to get creative and think about things that you need and then go get those resources, skills, whatever it is. Like you need to go get it. The last thing I'll say, anxiety is created from lack of faith in your future. Oh my God. I I literally, by the way, I just, I literally just freestyled that quote and I'm going to write it down. Anxiety is created from lack of faith in your future. God damn, that's good stuff. Wow. Lack of faith in your future. I never feel anxiety. I do not feel anxious. I live at home. I'm in the garage. I don't keep up with the Joneses. And guess what? I have no anxiety because I'm doing everything that it takes to be successful. I just got to be patient. So if you don't want to have, you want to get rid of anxiety, you want to stop being stressed, you don't want to be anxious about your life, then why don't you start doing stuff right now that's going to make you feel good about your future? (laughs) Appreciate you so much for listening. I hope this found you well. And if it didn't, too damn bad. Don't listen to me anymore. Appreciate you so much. Love everybody who listens. I don't think anybody's going to not enjoy this. I think you're all amazing listeners. This is the 51st episode. Two more episodes until I hit my one-year anniversary. Till we hit our one-year anniversary of being a Big Talk Nation. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next week. Peace. Podcast every week. I know you see the vision. Not stress, baby, we living. We focused on the mission. The people love me. I don't have to beg them more to listen. Let me know if you see issues. I'm going to change it up. This is too good to be true, but you know I can't make this up. Take it.